Hello friends, welcome to Ask Akar Anything on Audiomatic, supported by flow.in, that's F-L-O-H dot in. You can record your questions on your phone and email them to me at aaa at audiomatic dot in. You can also send in your questions on Facebook at facebook.com slash audiomaticin or on Twitter at audiomaticin. First question from Yash Javeri. Will vernacular language newspapers still be relevant for both readers and advertisers 10 years from now? Is there sufficient regional language content on the internet due to today's young read newspapers? I would say the answer is yes. The danger at the moment is more to English newspapers. If you look at the large newspapers in urban India, I think most of them have flatlined in terms of readership over the last decade and a half. I don't think that readership is coming back to newspapers anytime soon. In language papers, my last newspaper job was in a Gujarati newspaper. There seems to be much more resonance and much more stickiness so far as the readership goes. And they are dependent on newspapers to get their news far more than the English readers of urban India are. So I do think that language newspapers will have a longer run than the English ones, particularly in northern and western India. If you look at the sex queue of uh, readership patterns, you will find that unlike English, where two-thirds of the readers tend to be men, in uh, Gujarati and Hindi newspapers, it's almost 50-50, which means that they have more content that is relevant for women, much more reason for them to stay around longer. Will it be relevant in terms of advertisers? I think yes. I think newspapers offer something which both the internet and TV don't. That hasn't changed, I think, in the West, though readerships are in decline. I think in India, they should be good for the next 10 years at least. The last part to your question, is there enough content? I think what language newspapers, including the one I worked for, do is that they just rip off the content from the English websites without any attribution and use it. Language newspapers tend to be read front to back, which is to say not specifically in sections as most readers of English newspapers do. I think language newspapers have enormous and deep reading on their feature side. They carry fiction and things like that. That's why I think they will remain relevant for the next decade. Is there sufficient web content in the languages? I would say no. And many people I know tend to read regional newspapers, by which I mean non-English ones, in PDF form. Uh, that necessarily means that the the content is limited in terms of size that you only tend to get what has actually been put in print. Will this change? I don't think so. My guess is, and this is only a guess, is that most people come into language journalism, language newspapers as a means of a transition at some point into, into English, particularly online. Um, and on mobile. This doesn't apply for television, which I think we are uh, comfortable listening to and watching. But I think reading is something that in time we will migrate entirely to English. Hi, Akar. This is Akhil from Mumbai. My question to you is, if Aladdin's genie gave you three wishes, what would they be? first wish would be the same wish that all of us have unlimited sums of money. I've often thought of this question and I've devised what I think is the perfect way to do it. You might of course ask for heaps and mounds of money but that might damage the outside world and that is something that has always bothered me. What's a way to become really wealthy without the outside world being damaged or being displaced in some way from its balance? One way I have found is this. All of us, me certainly, well I should say some of us, don't come the change we are given. When I go to restaurants, uh, when I pay somebody in cash and I get change back, I don't always count it. 
are there times when there's a mistake made and I'm given less or more than what I was supposed to? Of course, the other way works as well. Sometimes I give somebody cash, sometimes they give me cash. I might not have returned them the right change. If there were a mechanism for me to get that difference out, A, and B, both parties would not notice. I think that would be a fantastic way of making all the money in the world. That at the end of the day, across the world, all the mistakes that had been made in exchanging money with the change given, without people noticing, I must add that, that neither the giver nor the taker knows that there has been a mistake made. If that sum were to be transferred to an account of mine, that would make me really happy. That's so far as the money goes. I think the two things I would really want to see first would be the creation of the world. And I accept that this is physically not possible in the sense that you cannot be an outsider looking into the Big Bang or whatever it is that started the universe. But even so, the other thing I would ask for is a glimpse into how the universe ends. I think that would be fantastic. Again, it's not possible for the outsider to view it, but this is a wish. People are always complaining that there aren't enough single men and women around. Flow.in is a great platform that is connecting singles in real life and here is one of their users sharing his experience. Hi, I'm Puneet and I'm a management consultant by profession. I'm working with a strategy consulting firm in Mumbai. Meeting people is relatively easier. Knowing people is quite difficult. All of us are going through a, a phase of a very organized way of operating in terms of looking for life partners. And that is, we can say, our biggest contribution would be through matrimonial sites. However, in India, there is a significant pressure when you start meeting people, which means that, you know, if you're meeting someone through a matrimonial site, you would have to close a deal or it, it has become more transactional in nature. Forums like Flow, uh, where there is a group interaction that happens, I think uh, that has two big advantages. It's, it's easy to interact. Plus, while everybody knows that they're looking for love, I think that is not the primary agenda. The primary agenda is to have an event, to enjoy the event. Because it is very important to know a person for at least some time, let's say, be it three months, six months or whatever, to really know a person and going, you know, to go forward. What has conceptually changed pre-flow and post-flow is that now you have that kind of a breathing space or that kind of flexibility of knowing people more before going into the final decision of getting married and settling down. I think, I think the, the kind of people I've met are just brilliant. I mean, uh, one, the wide range of people who, are, who attend such events. Lots of people who turn up are, let's say, into, um, let's say, a hairstylist, right? Or a person who's into, uh, who's an entrepreneur, who's selling some music. So I think the wide, the eclectic range of people itself is fascinating. The idea is to meet more and more people. So it clicks, it clicks. Flow.in that's F-L-O-H dot in. Connecting singles in real life. Hi, Akka. This is Noor from Delhi. My question is about the relationship between Hindus and Muslims. Isn't it strange that though Hindus and Muslims have lived for ages in South Asia, they're often ignorant about each other's religions? Don't you think that a Truth and Reconciliation Commission on the lines of the one in South Africa would help in bridging the gap between the people of these two faiths? For those of you who might not know, the Truth and Reconciliation Commission was a body instituted in South Africa in the 90s after uh, apartheid or the segregation of races was ended. And what happened was those who had committed crimes were absolved and were not prosecuted with the condition that they reveal in full what they had done. 
in that period. I don't think the division of Hindu and Muslim in India is that deep as was the case with the whites and the colored people in South Africa. Uh, having said that, it is always a good thing to know something about the other's faith. But I would say that most of us don't tend to know much about our own faiths. So I think that it would help us to read up on what our faith is about. Certainly that would open up some space to look at the other's faith sympathetically. I think we would all do well if there were some element of religious education from the didactic sense, meaning to teach people in schools, something we don't have at the moment. And I think your suggestion would really work there. Here are a few more questions from the winning entries of Ask Akar Anything contest that we conducted for our Twitter and Facebook followers. Asim Bail at Asim Bail on Twitter asks, do you think India would have been better off had it been still under British rule? Good question. I think there are some parts that were under British rule after 1947 that they held on to. For instance, Hong Kong, they held on to for 50 years longer than 1947, which they managed really well. In the 1980s, the United Kingdom got into conflict with Argentina over an island just off South America called the Falklands. So far as I know, the residents and natives of the Falklands did not want Argentinian rule. They wanted the colonial empire to continue. So there is evidence of the British rule, though it is uh, tyrannical, though it is dictatorial being good for its citizens and accepted as such. I should also point out here that many and perhaps the majority of Goans might not have seen their liberation, so to speak, by India from the Portuguese in a good way. I thought many of them think that Portuguese rule was good, so we have a precedent within our borders as well. But the larger question is, would India have been better off? I think for some of us, the answer would be yes. Those of us who live in cities who think that the problems of India disappear if we have cleaner roads and if the poverty that we see around us, the hutments, all of that ends. Certainly the British would have been better at handling the cities of India than we have been. Having said that, I think what democracy brings is something very vital and beyond just being a good sentiment, it is the only way in which certain groups can combat electorally with other groups and use that friction to come up in society. And I don't think that any kind of either one man or a tyrannical rule could have changed that. It is inevitable that nations move towards being democracies. Socrates and Plato didn't think so. But I think our notion of what a free people is has changed over the centuries. I don't think that had the British been around in 2015, we would have seen either a much better India. I will venture to say that we might not even have seen a very different India. Hi, Akar. I'm Ajay from New Delhi. I would like to know that what are the different questions that a person is afraid to ask anyone? I had a tuition teacher 40 years ago, Mrs. Lobo in Villeparle, who said that the two things one must never ask somebody were never ask a man his wage, if I am remembering her words right, and never ask a woman her age. That is quite quaint. In my opinion, the most terrifying answers to receive are to those questions which ask somebody of what they really think of us. I think that most of us spend our lives not really being told exactly what it is that somebody else thinks of us. We look at the mirror, we believe what the mirror tells us, we exchange pleasantries, I love you, and so on. Do people actually tell one another what they think of the other? I don't think so. My most terrifying moments have come either on the cusp of being told what somebody thinks of me or actually being told. Thank you.
unsatisfactory miser. Sterling Fernandez at SFDEZ08 on Twitter sends in this question. Any idea how to deal with potholes and dirt on the road without causing any chaos or traffic during monsoons? No, I don't. I must say this, that in my travels over the last 15 or 20 years, since I've been to nations both to the east and the west, I must say that we are one of the very few countries with roads that are this poorly made. There are other countries that have really heavy rain. There are other countries that have very large populations. I know of an almost no other country that has roads which are this dirty and which have roads that erode this quickly with the first rains. Perhaps the reason is that we don't have the budgets to macadam or make concrete roads all the time and we can only do patchwork because that's what our budgets allow for. I don't know if that is the case. I haven't studied it. But I must say this, that there are nations which are almost as poor as we are, for instance, Lanka, that do a much better job of their roads. I think Pakistan, which I've been to four or five times, has fabulous roads for the most part. We should really be ashamed of the way that we have treated our civic infrastructure. Hi, Akar. This is Shiva from Chennai. Uh, my question for you is uh, cinema, art, writing and music. Uh, which amongst these do you think Indians are doing the best work in today? Cinema, art, writing and music. Not in cinema. Bollywood is one of the three major film industries in the world. The other two being Hollywood and Hong Kong, which makes the martial arts films. The other two, Hong Kong and Hollywood, are universal. Everybody watches them. We watch Hollywood. We watch Jackie Chan. We watched Bruce Lee. But only Desis watch Bollywood films because they are shit. They are highly suffused with sentimentalism. They appeal only to a particular kind of person. I don't watch Bollywood films. They are not aimed at me. I accept and I appreciate that there are many who might like both types. They might like Hollywood and Hong Kong and Bollywood and that is fine. I think that there is nothing universal about the themes of Bollywood. They are very particular, very specific to the subcontinent and it is this cloying sentimentalism that you find that only cultures like the Arabs like it outside of the subcontinent. So film, no. Writing, I would say no as well. I am familiar with a lot of writing in Urdu and in Gujarati. I would say that there is very little of world class that is put out by us. In English, my friend Neil Mukherjee says that there is a stream of writing called Indo Fakari, where you have novels talking about Nana, Mossi, Chacha, and that kind of garbage, which really is exoticizing the subcontinent rather than talking about it. I have no time for such books. If we look at it neutrally, we offer millions of people well-versed in a universal language, but even so, we're not able to put out bestsellers. Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, why is that not written by an Indian? This is something we must ask ourselves. I think we tend to hide very often behind a liberalism in these instances that we must discard. Uh, Art, I don't know. I think Anish Kapoor would demonstrably show that we are good at what we do, but how much of his work is actually Indian in that sense? I would venture to say very little. His sensibility is not Indian from the work that I've seen. That leaves music. I think that that is the one form where we are, in my opinion, better than anybody else in the world. And there's a reason for that. Uh, Western classical music tends to be repetitive and mechanical. Repetitive, not within the number, but I meant one symphony orchestra playing the same song and another one playing the same song tends to be similar. In Indian classical music, that's never the case. Uh, But this is the smaller difference. The larger difference is that the same things which make our films rubbish makes our music fantastic which is that there is a melancholy, a sentimentalism that elevates the music. It puts the listener in a space where very few forms of art can. 
if i had to listen to only one form of music for the rest of my life it would certainly be indian music the tragedy is that because it's so culturally specific and i will demonstrate this by asking you to point out one singer of hindustani music who is not from the subcontinent you don't have one there are no danes and norwegians and londoners singing rag bhairav they might play tabla which is fine they might play the harmonium which is fine as well but they can't sing it only we can and i think the way we do it is fantastic So thank you for listening. Do send in your questions to me at aaa at audiomatic dot in or via Facebook and Twitter, and don't forget to log into our website audiomatic dot in. Ask Akar anything is supported by Flow dot in. That's F L O H dot in. Connecting singles in real life. Audiomatic. You can find us at audiomatic dot in or look for our shows on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Stitcher.